live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off free. A third-generation Gibb will be joining us in about 15 minutes. Ty Gibbs, 17 years old, won him yet another ARCA series race on those general tires. The grandson of Coach Washington Professional Football Team, Super Bowl winning coach, the grandson Ty Gibbs will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, T.J. Zizzo, as we get set for the U.S. Nationals with the NHRA going off in Indianapolis this weekend. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Jarrett Brooks, four-time off-road champion, getting set for Crandon, the Indianapolis 500, Daytona 500 of off-road racing. He'll be here. And we all need to laugh. Kevin Hart's Plastic Cup Boys will be joining us in the second hour uh, with some of their levity. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. You follow us on Twitter. At Speed Freaks, we're therefore on Facebook. A lot of you guys responding to us on Facebook. Thank you very much. Also on Instagram, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Uh, Statman, uh, would you have taken that bet if I would have said Jimmy Johnson will not make the playoffs for the 2020 championship run? Would you have taken that bet or said, screw that? But He'll Cole be Custer will. Right. <laughs> and Matt DiBenedetto will. Statman? Well, I. I that was kind of confusing, but I would have, I'll always bet with Jimmy Johnson. I would have bet even up to the third stage uh, last night uh, until he got out of the outside line. I don't know where he was going, but he got, he was running like fourth, I believe, got out of the outside line and backed up to like 20th. And that was the end of Jimmy Johnson uh, making the playoffs. He never got back into the top five after that. It was sad. It was very sad. It is sad. It's it, it's you never want to see somebody go out when they are not at their best. Meaning, you know, retiring on a downhill trajectory. You just don't want to see it. And yet, we're seeing it this year with IndyCar driver Tony Kanaan and NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson, both champions, both tons of wins to their credits. But yeah, it just stinks. I. We know Tony Kanaan is saying, this is not how I want to go out. So I will at least put something together for the Indy 500 next year. I want to have fans. I wonder if Jimmy Johnson will do something similar, maybe Daytona-wise. I don't know. I don't know. He Dad, said he would. Think? He said he would. He said people said, well, he because said of the know. pandemic and everything, do you want to come back to be with the fans? And he said, no. I said, this is going to be my last year. This is my last year. And I think personally – I don't know any. I haven't talked to anybody about this, but just watching him, watching what he says, and listening to him talk, I think he's tired of the whole thing and uh, would rather do something else. Hmm. Interesting. We're talking about Tony Kanaan. No, that was no, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Tony Kanaan is coming back. Got it. Tony's right. not done. Tony wants to be with the fans. He right. wasn't able to at Indy. He wasn't able to at Texas. He 
hardly had any fans to see him goodbye, to say goodbye in Iowa or in St. Louis this weekend. So, yeah, he's he's trying to put together a deal for a, a, a more official last lap next year for just the ovals. If he can't do that, Indianapolis for sure. So what are the chances that we see Jimmy Johnson in an Indy car for 2021? Oh, that, that we will. That we will. Jimmy Johnson is pretty much it's, – it's a done deal. Yeah. Whoa! Wait what? a minute. Yeah. You think you think yeah. he'll be an in in an Indy car for selected races, or do you think he'll go off road racing? No, he'll be in an Indy car for the road course races next year, which is kind of why I wanted to bring up Tony Kanaan and Jimmy Johnson. Why can't they combine forces? Jimmy has no interest in the Indy car ovals, none whatsoever. Yeah, I've Tony heard that. says yeah. he's done with road. Yeah, and Tony says he's done with road courses. Why couldn't the two of them join forces to have a car full season? You could get some great sponsorship there with those two names. And Tony does the ovals. Jimmy does the road courses. Is that you speculating or are you just hearing this? No, I've heard it a ton. It's Jimmy will do. He wants to do all the road courses in IndyCar next year. But I don't know if that is finalized, but he is in for a for several yes. with Ganassi. I think, didn't he test with Ganassi? Is that he's going to be with? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was a Ganassi car. Wasn't it? Cause I remember didn't Dario do some sort of coaching with him. Yeah. It, that makes sense. That makes sense. So there you go. Freak nation, Jimmy Johnson, full-time ride going for the Indianapolis 500. Wow, crash. You that. just, you not. just dropped that on the table. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> It did not say Indy 500. Uh, all right, no. going to reset with some affiliates and get back with it with some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. And then Ty Gibbs, 17-year-old grandbaby of Coach Gibbs. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old show tonight. Coming up in about seven minutes, Joe Gibbs, Super Bowl winning coach, NASCAR Cup champion winning team owner. His grandson, Ty Gibbs, joins us at about 12, 13 minutes past the hour. But first, Crash Flattest Pit News and Notes is brought to you by our good friends at General Tires. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Got a big fat truck. What about a styling SUV? Roll on General Tires. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So there was this race. It was the Belgian Grand Prix, completely dominated by from the pole by Lewis Hamilton. I'm telling you, this guy just continues to rewrite the record books. Every lap, every lap en route to his 89th career victory, he is just two wins shy of Michael Schumacher's 91 win total. Hello. On to IndyCar. They had a doubleheader in St. Louis-ish. It's Madison, Illinois, but it's outside of St. Louis. And speaking of number of wins, the Iceman, Scott Dixon, beat Pato Award out of the pits to solidify win number one on the weekend. His 50th career win in IndyCar, just too shy of Mario Andretti's 52 wins. And then there's quite a bit more to get on to A.J. Foyt. Just 
wow, what drivers are doing this year is crazy. For Sunday's race, it was a bit of the same script, but instead of Dixon, it was Joseph Newgarden beating Pato Award out of the pits and on to his second victory on the season. Also at Gateway was the ARCA Series and the NASCAR Truck Series. St. Louis was treated pretty well this weekend. Four races, was it? Or do they even have a fifth on Friday? Anyway, on the ARCA side of things, it was just like he did in the year 2019. Ty Gibbs rolled to the win on Saturday night. Ty will join us in just a few minutes. And on the NASCAR Truck Series, Sheldon Creed snagged his third career win this afternoon, also his second win in just the past three weeks. The Cup and Xfinity Series in NASCAR, they were down in Daytona, which was, again, just odd, to end the regular season. Again, odd. How did we get here already? On the Xfinity side of things, Justin Haley survived a last lap wreck to cruise past Ross Chastain and race leader A.J. Allmendinger to take the win on the last lap, his second win of the season. Then in the Cup Series, William Byron eked out a win to set himself firmly in the playoffs. While we've just been talking about this, his seven-time champion teammate, Driving his final season of his career in NASCAR was left on the outside looking in. Again, so 2020. Joe Gibbs, grandbaby. Ty Gibbs next. Speed Freaks Pits in the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro-polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. 
MAV TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV TV. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Get back with the freaks. Been doing this for 20 years, Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios running on them general tires. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Affiliates and websites and apps. You cannot escape the freaks. And evidently, this guy escapes big time for. Numerous wins in the ARCA series. Ty Gibbs cruises to another gateway victory, the site of your first victory. What the hell is it about this track that you like so dang much in St. Louis? Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a different track. You know, there's two different corners. It's it's uh, one of the harder ones. It's kind of like Phoenix. It's like, I kind of like those two tracks. It's, it's they're, they're they're very different. And turn one on this track is, is like a short and bank corner, and turn three is flat. It's kind of like Phoenix. So. And uh, it's just something different. I, I I like something about this track. So I don't know what it is, but it's just something that it clicks, and it's, it's just a fun place. I think a lot of drivers like this, this uh, these two tracks, and especially Gateway. Gateway is really fun with the PJ1 down too, so it's very grippy. So it, it was a fun time. Yeah, exactly like the IndyCar races that were there this weekend. You see drivers that maybe they haven't had the greatest season all of a sudden they come up and they podium or they're in the top five, like a Tony Kanon, for instance. So, yeah, there is absolutely something to be said for WWT Raceway and how when you get it, you get it, and you're always good there. Yeah, for sure. You know, these, these tracks are just, um, like like I said, these this, this place in Phoenix, they're about kind of the same with the same with the PJ1 laid down, like kind of how they were this year and, and last year. So it was, uh, it was, I guess I just like them. I don't know what else to say. There's nothing else to it. <laughs> Always good. Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation. And it's not lost on us on the, the number of wins that you have, not just in the Big Boy Arca series, but the East and the West series. I believe nine victories to your name in 20 races. I think that's what I saw. Right? Yeah. Uh, and we understand setups of cars and uh, dominance of teams, but there's also that driver that sits back there. What is it over the last 12 months that has come to you to become this driver that every time you get in that damn car, you have a chance to win that race? Yeah, you know, it, it just kind of took me a little bit to figure it out. Like last year, I had for the first couple of races, I was running second, I think about 12, I finished second 12 times last year. So I was, for me, it was kind of just figuring out my driving style and how these things work. And, you know, like say a lot of these big car, or a lot of these big teams, you're kind of walking locked into a box with these cars so to almost kind of spec um you got the same chassis like the man at top top team um venturini everybody kind of has the same chassis and we all run the same motors so it's just about figuring the car setup and and these guys dial in and me telling them what we need um to go race and be fast on long runs so it's um it's just it's just uh it's just about whoever really hits the setup right and how hard these guys kind of work it back at the shop and on low because we don't have that much practice um, like like yesterday, we only had six laps just to kind of fill the track out in the middle of racing. So it's uh, it's just about how much you guys prepare at the shop and and um, how much uh, it's gonna be fast. 
17-year-old Ty Gibbs is in the Freak Nation tonight. Ty, there are people twice your age that you compete against that they may take a long time to learn how the car works on the track. Are you a quick learner? Do you figure out how things work quickly when you get in the car? Yeah, you know, I always try to, like, I always really try to work as hard as I can. You know, at a young age, I figure out what I like, and I I like it so much, I'll do anything to do the best of it. So I always work as hard as I can and, and try to get everything um, dialed in, and I try to do my homework and, and focus on these tracks. You know, sometimes we don't have that much track time because of the COVID this year. So, you know, we're going to these new tracks like Pocono, Kentucky, where we don't have that much time. So I always watch a lot of video and, and talk to a lot of people that know about the track and, and trying to get myself um, prepared mentally and physically for these races. Ty, what's the communication between you and your crew chief? Have you guys worked things out fast and working together with a single mindset? Yeah, you know, me and Mark really work really good. You know, Mark's a really good guy. and um, He raced a lot with uh, on Dale Jr.'s team a long time ago, so he, he's kind of been in the driver's seat and knows what he needs and knows what I need, and He's been around the, I've been around racing for a while, so he's, he's been a really big help to this organization and this team, and, and especially all the rest of the guys, manager, Matt, my car chief, Chris, you know, everybody just puts all the work in on this field. They, everybody means so much to me, and I spend more time with them than I do spending time with my family, you know, so they're, uh, they're, they're good. I got a good group of people around me. Yes, you do. Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And, of course, five of your wins this year. But you did have, I believe, a wrecked car from one of the races not too long ago back. And speaking of Dale last Jr., was it, was it last year? Okay, is that when you asked Dale Jr. if you could put it in his graveyard? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> blew right front tire off of two at Dover. And it, that was probably one of the biggest hits I've had in, in my career. So um, the car was killed like and, and um, usually when you hurt the center of the car and any about any race team kind of knows this when you hurt the center of the car and it's kind of mingled up that's when the main, that's when the car is killed because you can't really replace the center of the car because they have rear clips and front clips you can replace it's like sometimes like some crashes there people are putting new front clips on like they'll see in their interview so in this crash we it, it was kind of a different angle so it was more of a side impact so it really hurt the side of the car so the car was it was definitely killed so I, want, I asked Dale, it was too late, but I tweeted him, and I don't, I, I don't know if I got a response or not, but I tweeted him, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> what do you mean it's too late? It's never too late for a car to join oh, a race yeah. car graveyard. It was already, up, it was already going, to the, go, going to get thrown away and oh. get recycled, so it was already too late to get, get to his graveyard, but I, I definitely tried. Ty, you said the wreck was a big hit, maybe the biggest you've ever taken. When did you feel it in your body? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Did it take that long for the soreness to come on and say, whoa, that was big? Actually, it was more on initial impact. Like, the next couple of days, I was pretty much okay. But on the, on the initial impact, it, um, it definitely got my attention and uh, shocked me a little bit. But, you know, I kinda, I've, grown around, I've grown up with two brothers, and we're always wrestling, so... Um, I've kind of been in the, trying to, I've kind of grown up around trying to be tough. So I've kind of, uh, I was, I was pretty much okay after somehow I wasn't sore. I was really surprised because I thought I was going to be, but you know, I, I was okay. So I've kind of been around the, the toughness side of my family and my dad's probably the toughest person I've ever met. So, um, there's no wine in here at the, the household. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've, we've had our share of Gibbs here in the freak nation yeah. over the last 20 years. That's, you don't you don't want to start whining because you might find yourself out back having to water the lawn or mow the lawn. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kenny, you want to go there? No. I mean, come on. just can't, Okay. <laughs> that is spoken, by the way, from a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, yes, anytime we get a Gibbs in the Freak Nation, it's often it's hurtful when it comes to, what, the Redskins or the Cowboys or, or what are we calling the, the Washington professional football team? The Washington football team. There you go. <laughs> so you have to be a Washington football team fan, right? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up around them, and I lived in Virginia for – for six years of my life, so I always kind of grown up around the the Washington football team and going to all these games, and um, you know it was really cool to get the different aspects of all these different sports. You know, I've got football, motocross, racing, I got everything. You know, so I took uh, I love watching sports. I've always grown up around a competitive family, and like I said, I've got two brothers, and I actually got a sister that rides horses, so wow. I've always grown up around being competitive with everybody, and that's why I love racing. I, I love to win and. It's just uh, it's a good deal. Hey, your your grandfather Joe, he's got some big ass forearms. Has he ever tried to put one of those forearms on your head to straighten you up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that coach definitely uh, always always tries to. I always try to be, be good around him because I know he he can get really strict. And my dad actually scares more than anybody. You know, he's a big tough guy. Um, and my grandma probably more than him. My grandma will set me straight in a heartbeat, and she's. <laughs> 73 so she'll, she'll still get a hold of me and tell me to figure out what i'm doing wrong so um you know i, I love my family so much they're like they mean the world to me they're like my best friends so you know it's always good to have a good 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 foundation of people always around you ty gibbs joining us here in the freak nation awesome family stories and when we see families that grow up together in sports regardless of what the sport is but i would say maybe especially in motorsports sometimes they want to separate from their family to prove hey i can do this on my own like a graham rahal he wanted to go elsewhere to start his career before coming back to dad's team do you feel like you might need to do that or are you just a-okay sticking with the family because clearly you have proven yourself already yeah, you know, I, I feel like in my career, I really don't have to prove anybody. You know, I'm not here to prove that haters wrong. I'm not here to prove my fans wrong. You know, I'm here to do racing cars because I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I love this so much. And it's like living my dream every single day. So um, I feel like I don't really need to prove anybody doing that. You know, it's not like one of those deals. So I'm just here having fun. I, I love racing cars. I love being around my family. So I'm, I'm going to stay at the Jugger's Racing for as long as I possibly can. So. My grandpa kicks me out or teased me, so <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I always love being around my family, so I'm definitely gonna stay around. And I love racing cars more than anything in the world. I would, I wouldn't trade that for anything. So good for you. That is awesome. Freak Nation at Ty Gibbs underscore on Twitter. Running on those gentle tires, ARCA Series winner in St. Louis here in the Freak Nation. Are you more of an Instagram or a TikTok or Twitter? Snapchat. I'm over Snapchat guy because. I have a bunch of my buddies on Snapchat, and um, I always like Snapchatting more of my friends. Um, but I like I like that. I got more interaction with them, so um, probably more Snapchat than anything. Instagram and Twitter, all this stuff. You got to be. Um, it's more of like a business side, so I like to have fun and, and grow myself while I can, and in this world now. So I like to, I like to Snapchat my buddies, and that's about it. I don't really Twitter. Twitter is more of a. Twitter's got a lot of haters on there, so I try to stay off there as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, I love, though, ever since Dale Jr. called them keyboard warriors, it's like, you know what? Yeah, all they're doing is hiding behind a keyboard. If you really look through Twitter, there can be some funny, funny stuff as well, and hopefully yeah, you'll yeah. get more of that. I wish they would take away all my haters, because 
I actually find Twitter kind of enjoyable <laughs> to go through sometimes, but yeah. um, like I said, I could, I really don't. It does not bother me about the hater feel. I I kind of grown up around always. I grow I my dad's very strict at the at when I was a kid, and he always wanted the best for me. So he kind of we kinda, I kind of grew up in that strict world. So any of that stuff doesn't really bother me. You know, he he raised me the best way, and I, I really like it. It's working out right. I'm liking this. I am. I mean, you're 17 years old and you are just you're spot on with where some people 20, 30 years older than you still haven't gotten. So good for you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. We'll end it with this. Who would be better on Twitter, coach or coach's wife, your grandma? Uh, Probably my grandma. She likes to talk a lot, so she'd probably be really entertaining to watch and follow. Well, she's, she's, probably, only got, probably her. she's only got 280 characters, though. She'd have to, like, multiple tweet. Oh, yeah. She, she texts me all the time. So she, she, <laughs> I'm definitely sure she would be on her on, 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 a, on some device texting or tweeting or everything. So she's, uh, she's always on there keeping up with her grandkids. Well, dude, thanks for, thanks for doing this, man. I, didn't, I don't think it's going to be the last time you come in the Freak Nation, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Yeah, when I hear 17... I don't care if you're the grandson of Super Bowl winning coach Joe Gibbs. You're still 17, Statman. What the hell were you doing at 17? <laughs> 17. I, I keep telling you, I don't know if the statute of limitation has run out on some of that stuff. <laughs> uh, at 17, can you can you would you would you have been able to hold a conversation that lucid when you were 17? Yeah. No. 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 Just again, I understand he's he's in he's in the limelight as a Gibb anyway, as a as Joe Gibbs grandson and Coy Gibbs son. I get that, but holy smokes. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. If we if we I don't know what they I'm not sure what they're doing with these ARCA guys. But everyone that I've never we haven't had one that, that hasn't been just a great conversation. I don't care if they're seventeen or forty-seven. I mean, these these are some serious players. Uh, but seventeen, wow, seven, seventeen. That's you can't you can't get over that. You know, I mean, I probably got a library book that I've held for more than seventeen years. Freak Nation, come up in moments. Your stat man scat. What does what does your inner ear have to do with racing? We'll get to that. Also coming up, TJ Zizzo, top fuel pilot, getting set to make history at the NHRA U.S. Nationals, Crasher. Yeah, so, gosh, Indy 2, of course. We've had so many races canceled and rescheduled for elsewhere. And the drag strip in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Raceway, has taken a ton of rescheduled races this year. So Indy 2, that weekend, it rained right before the finals, And there was a lot of business planning and replanning to try to figure out when they could run that final round. And it is historic for Top Fuel because both guys that are in the final, in Top Fuel, neither one of them have won a race ever. And this will be the first time in, what did we say, 30 years that there will be a new name in the Top Fuel winner circle. Bam. Crazy. It's a stupid man. Let's get it. Oh, no. You 
years ago, I heard of a Scandinavian medical study that looked at the inner ear balance in world-class rally drivers. The study said the best usually had more inner ear fila that allowed them to feel balance in the car that much quicker than a mere mortal. That split-second advantage allowed them to drive faster on bad roads, the matrix for rally success. I've bumped around on Google looking for some kind of confirmation with no success, but the idea does make sense. I bring this up in conjunction with the Netflix interview involving David Letterman and Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton, who won again Sunday in Belgium. Someone in the audience muffled a sneeze, and Hamilton dutifully offered a bless you without missing a beat in the conversation with Letterman. While the audience laughed, Hamilton apologized with a smile. I have great hearing. Could also be his inner ear. He's favored for a seventh world championship this year. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up, TJ Zizzo, NHRA top fuel pilot, running for his first win at the U.S. Nationals in Indianapolis coming up this weekend. Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the line of tires to keep your ride on the road. SUV, an F-250, even sports cars. You won't find much better out there than General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com for more information. Statman, help me out here. So I could be a better driver on the freeways at uh, 75, 80 miles an hour if my inner ear was better at being an inner ear. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything that requires balance, I mean, I'm I'm not not sure that uh, you're going to be driving as fast or need the same kind of control over the car that you do if you're racing an F1 going around corners at uh, 170, 180. You drive that fast on the freeway? Uh, my daughter sometimes thinks so, but that's okay. That's how I roll, man. But that, yeah. that's, that, that is interesting that you brought that up in your Statman scat. I can see how that would be important for rally, specifically given the craziness that is rally off-road racing. Yeah, and I, and I see it also in racing in general. You always wonder why... For example, Scott Dixon or, uh, you know, any of several other people have, uh, you know, great control of the car and huge success over a long body of career where other guys bump around, they never win, and they're out of it in five or six years. Uh, You know, maybe that has something to do with how good somebody can be because they can feel the car going out of balance that split second earlier and be able to catch it and keep going. Bam. It is pretty fascinating. Right. I would like to do some more research into that because yeah, I mean a person's balance, it, it, it's just, it involves so much in life that we just completely take for granted. It's, Oh, it's the equilibrium. It's, it's amazing. And you also find it's, you just look at the character. Uh, uh, no, it's not, that's not the right word. But you just look at the makeup of certain individuals in their respective sports. And, and you know much more about rally than I'll ever, you know, I'll ever could 
conceive, but do you find rally drivers, just their makeup stat a little, just a little bit off kilter than maybe other motorsports, yeah. other, you know, cause the video you see of these guys, it's insane. A hundred miles an hour in yeah. between trees and cliffs and water and mud and death. It's just, yeah. it's a different animal. Yeah, I, I did a long time ago. I worked with some uh, sports psychologists, and uh, we did a number of magazine articles about uh, rally drivers and racers in general and uh, why some guys uh, have to see the other person lose, like in drag racing, and some athletes are, you know, compete against themselves in the motorsports, like in rallying. So, uh, you know, and that, that's part of a individual's makeup, whether or not they want to participate in individual sports or team sports, or whether or not they have to see the person lose, or they, you know, they are comfortable just competing with themselves. That that's part of their genetic makeup and, and something that they can't, uh, overcome why, uh, race car drivers, for example, will want to uh, you know play tennis or golf and not you know be a part of a softball team or whatever when they're not on the <laughs> racetrack. <laughs> and then you have those men and women who hop in a ten thousand horsepower funny car, <laughs> top fuel car. That yeah, what's that that you said about certain personalities yeah. or just being a little off <laughs> off tilt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, some of them are like a high stakes gamblers or. Uh, gunfighters, you know, I mean, that's generally mm-hmm. the makeup of uh, race car drivers. <laughs> they have no inner ears if you're running those things, man. Yeah, right. It's just a big, <laughs> big canal from one side of the head to the other. <laughs> oh, oh, freak nation. Speaking of TJ Zizzo, hell of a personality in the NHR. He's going to join us next with something that. Not many motorsports series sees at its lifetime. We'll share that with you next. Speed Freaks Pit on the Lucas Oil Studios. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do 
You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface. You wipe it off and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod squad and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back to Speed Freaks from the Sunday night at Lucas Oil Studios. 20 years, Freak Nation, from many affiliates across the country to every damn audio app on the planet. iHeart, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Radio.com. You can't miss us. This guy, uh, you're not going to miss him whenever the hell they decide to run the finals for NHRA Indy 1. No, this is from Indy 2. Indy 2. Here's the deal, though, Kenny. I know why you're confused. TJ Zizzo was in the headlines, Indy 1 and Indy 2, for whatever reasons, we, we need to talk to him about all of it. And it's just, it's baffling to me how he's in the finals, yet he hasn't been able to participate in those finals yet. So, yeah, I get it. TJ Zizzo, NHRA top fuel pilot, in the finals, eventually joining us here in the Freak Nation. And do you understand why we're baffled that you haven't finished the finals for Indy 2? I love that you guys are the Freak Nation. <laughs> and I'm the Ziz Nation. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> My God, you guys are fantastic. Damn. Are you, <laughs> Thanks, are you Are you going to answer my damn question, TJ? You're going to sit <laughs> there and stroke us, Broham. Well, let me tell you. The finals from Indy 2, the Summer Nationals, right? It feels like four years ago, Seriously? doesn't it? But it's only been like 25 days, and I have another 20 days to think about it or to churn in my stomach so I could puke on my shoes eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, this is, this has taken a long time. I mean, mother nature basically pissed on us. And when she did that, the race weekend was over. That was it. It was done. 
put your stuff in your trailer and go home. Well, man, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yes. I just don't understand why not, like we've seen with so many races in the past, why not just wait one more day? I mean, you guys are already there. It stinks to have to pack everything up and then go, well, essentially 45 days until you get to finish a particular race. Why not the next day, but also why not Indy 3 or why not wherever the next race was set to be at that time? Boy, you're smart, aren't you? Um, <laughs> multiple reasons, right? Here, here's reason number one. First thing I said is, hey, let's wait for this thing, this weather to blow over. We were watching the radar. We knew within the next three, four hours it was going to clear up, and we could have raced it that evening. Um, but they said they did not have adequate light for us to go down the racetrack. So when we go there for the U.S. Nationals, when we go there for that race, they have additional lighting shipped in to give the racers a good look at the racetrack. My argument to that was I've been down every, sh can I swear on your show or no? No, don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've been down every bad racetrack in the country where you can't see the end of the quarter mile. And I still managed to do it. Um, but that's different between an old school guy like me and <laughs> maybe the new school racers out there um, the new school racers need that perfect arena. Right. Um, I could race down a dirt road if I really chose to. Um, so that was that was option number one. So that didn't go through. Option number two was to run it the next day. The problem with the next day is NHRA had all their employees flying back to Glendora that next day. Um, so that was a little bit of a challenge to them. On top of that, there would be no TV coverage. And if I'm going to win with our team, I want some TV coverage. I, I want it bad, right? Right. So that was issue number two. We wanted the TV coverage for our team and for Rustoleum. So we, after that, said they asked us to go to Indy number three, which was last weekend. That's all good, but I'm not getting paid to go to that event from Rustoleum because at that point we weren't even planning on going to the U.S. Nationals, let alone Indy Number Three. Oh, so I'm not going to go there for 7,500 bucks. Um, so we weren't going to that event. Then the next option was the U.S. Nationals. Well, we weren't scheduled to go to the U.S. Nationals, so I had to call my boss at Rustoleum on a Sunday late afternoon. And say, hey, we got a great opportunity to be on FS1 during Q3 at the U.S. Nationals. And she told me, she goes, well, you're not scheduled to go to the U.S. Nationals. <laughs> I said, yes, Lisa, but I would really like your blessing. So she said, okay, no problem. Skip Atlanta and go to the U.S. Nationals. So that was kind of all done on the fly. All of this conversation, guys, was going on during the rain and during that delay. The business side of the sport, huh? Right. <laughs> so that's the reason we didn't do it in Indy 3. So last weekend, my dad and I went to Indy 3, and I'm calling it Indy 3 for that reason, right? We went to Indy 3 just to spectate on that Saturday, um, one to spectate and one to pick up parts and drop off parts. Um, and it was a great weekend because uh, the conditions were very, very similar to the conditions 
of Indy 2. So we would have been able to do very well there. So that was all fine and dandy. But once again, we need at least $100,000 plus uh, to go to an event. Um, so we weren't going to go outside of our uh, schedule for the year and try and go to an extra event for reasons of losing our butt. That's why. So let's back up just a second. So yep. is there a solid date, time, place on this earth that you're going to get your final in against that other rookie and Justin Ashley? But to answer your question, at this point, it is scheduled for the third qualifying attempt at the U.S. Nationals, and that will be at 6.20 p.m., September the 5th. So that's answering one question. <laughs> Let's go to the fact that you – no, hold on. Let's go to the fact that this is this, – it's been – how long, Crasher, since – Oh, it's it, been 23 years I mean, we're talking about history with the Andretti family at Indianapolis today, and that's it's been 33 years since an Andretti has sat on the pole for the Indy 500, and now it's 23 years since an actual first-timer winner in top fuel has ever happened in the NHRA. Crazy. The year has been filled with craziness. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. So how are you going to beat Justin Ashley's ass? We are going to continue what we've done since, 2014 <laughs> go to less races and do a really damn good job at those races because there was a time when we went to half the amount of events or we would go to 20 you know we would go to as many events as we could fit in a calendar year that was not smart racing by us so we take the time to make everything perfect like right now i'm at the at the shop the guys were at the shop all day working on a soup, uh, our supercharger, which is third in line, to make that as good as the first one in line. So to answer your question, it will be to do the best job we can that we've done for a long time now and go to each event well prepared. That's the only way you could win and do a good job during you know, these trying times of only having two qualifying passes as well. Instead of four, like we're used to. So I don't want to sound confusing to your listeners, but there's a lot going on this year. You know, it's taken us 40 years to get to this point, and we will have to wait. You know, we had to wait another 40 more days to get to the point of September the 5th. So, you know, we're just going to take everything in stride and do the best job we can. TJ Zizzo, you mentioned some issues from ND1 and 2, but issues aside, you've got some mojo in this thing, and you're going to make it work. You're making me smile at this point. But out of the corner of my eye, I see my son with this hot rod RC car. He's a 13-year-old, right? Um, playing with his hot rod RC car. And I'm just thinking back as you're talking and answering these questions. I remember the days of standing next to an RC car. And now today I get to stand next to a top fuel car. How cool is that? I mean, you know, life is good. Life is good. And I will have the opportunity to do the best I can. And Indy has been good to... To me, since I started my licensing process way back in August of 1991, that's how long ago it was. And I've made my first pass ever in my dad's pop alcohol dragster in 1991 at Indy. So you're right. You're right. It's a, it's a great place to race. You know, TJ Zizzo, it fascinates me how drivers can go to one track 
and just get out of the car and know that they are home and they're going to do well. What is it when you pull through the gates that you know this is your weekend? Our sport is very mental. You know, from a driver's perspective, it's mental. You could have uh, the best weekend going just because you had that right train of thought, that right thought process. Like, for an example, if you feel you're struggling as a driver and you tell your crew chief, and I'm just making this up, if you tell your crew chief, well, my foot doesn't feel comfortable in the throttle pedal, and your crew chief goes down there and makes no adjustment at all but tells you that he did, a driver will feel better. So when, as a driver, when I pull into Indianapolis, it is a beautiful, well, it's not a beautiful place. I can't say that. (laughs) That'd be a lie. The the pit area is is hellacious, but the racetrack itself is a great place. There's a lot of history there. Um, And there's a lot of history, you know, as I mentioned, just going down the racetrack at 16 years of age, many, many moons ago, I'm 44 now, I think, Um, you know, seeing the racing surface, seeing the retaining walls and the finish line and stuff and seeing the wind lights that we've had there have been spectacular. I mean, seeing the wind light against Terry McMillan's semifinal round, when I got out of the car, I was, I was weeping like a little baby, but I I couldn't show it that much yet. Cause when we turn on the wind light against Justin Ashley, it's going to be, it'll be euphoria. It'll be something that I've never felt before. So I'm looking forward to all that. Top fuel driver TJ Zizzo had some bad news this week from the NHRA world. Some drivers, including Dom Lagana, were involved in an accident. Very serious injuries. You have any update on any of that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit on all of this, right? Um, I've been bothered all week long by it. Um, there are two people. When my dad and I went to Spectate uh, last Saturday, so what? eight days ago now. Right. Um, there were two people I wanted to see, like I went out of my way to see one is a dear friend of mine, Ron Tobler. The other is the other dear friend, friend of mine in the drag racing world, Dom Lagana. Um, Dom and Bobby have been friends of ours since the IHRA days when we would go up and down the road with those guys. Um, and race against them and borrow parts from them. And they would borrow parts from us. And, to this day, both of those gentlemen have helped us be successful at the races we're going to. Um, Dom, at one point, was our crew chief on our car for one day in Gainesville because our crew chief was meeting with the president of the United States. <laughs> so these are cool things that Dom and I have bonded over um, over time. Um, so I woke up on a Monday morning. Came to the shop, as I always do, at 6.30. I turned on the TV, and I saw looting going on in my favorite city in the world, Chicago, right? I live a couple miles out of town. Uh, Disappointed by that. Then I sit down at my desk. I go through some paperwork, as I would, starting to get ready for a Monday in our body shop. Um, Right after our team meeting in the morning, I get a text from one of our team members on our race car stating, you know, New York man hurt in auto accident. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I read it. And that was the second bad news that I got that morning. Um, instantly I tried to call his brother. His brother did not pick up the phone, of course. Um, and truly 
felt lost. I felt confused. I, I didn't know exactly what happened other than the article I read that everyone read in our motorsports world, right? Um, so this has been a trying week. Um, we're all just praying. I, I texted Steve Torrance, and his, his text to me was simply pray. And at that point, from a racer standpoint, we're all, we all think we're invincible. So when someone says that, you know it's really going to be a challenging time in Tom's life and his family's life and his friend's life. So then we'll, we'll see how this works out. I, I, I'm praying as we speak. I'm sick to my stomach as we are speaking about it. Um, and he is a dear friend, and I mean that, dear friend. What's the latest oh, on Richie Crampton? Richie Crampton is in better health better shape Mm -hmm. um there's going to be a long recovery there as well another long recovery um but his he's he he's okay he is okay meaning he'll get through it he will get through it so that that's a plus absolutely richie's out of the woods but everybody's buddy dom is not correct got Mm. it that's correct all right well tj Thanks for doing this, man. This was fun. I uh, we wish you the best to get your happy ass that first win, big dude. <laughs> you know, I am so looking forward to it. Our entire team is. I've I've worked with some of our team members for an excess of twenty seven years, and to get a win with this group of characters is going to be awesome. TJ, thanks for doing this, buddy. You're welcome, guys. Have a wonderful night. Tape that interview with him. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but felt it was relevant to what's going on this weekend in, at the NHRA and U.S. Nationals. But, yeah, uh, still, with Dom Lagana still serious in serious conditions. We'll keep you updated on that as we move forward here in the Freak Nation. U.S. Nationals, just how strange is that going to be? That's just freaking odd. Everything is strange this year. The Indy 500 was weird. Everything's weird. Freak Nation, coming up in the second hour, we're going to laugh. We got us a big old freaking funnies with Kevin Hart's Plastic Cup Boys and four-time off-road champion Jarrett Brooks. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. We're going to make you laugh this hour. We need a laugh on this Sunday night, the last Sunday of August 2020. The Plastic Cup Boys, friends of Kevin Hart, a tour with comedian Kevin Hart. They'll be joining this hour, and in about 10, 15 minutes, Jarrett Brooks 
Dude's a badass on the off-road courses, and he's getting set for the Indy 500, Daytona 500 of off- for off-road. Crandon, Crandon, Wisconsin. Statman, have you ever been to Crandon to see an off-road race? No, I've watched it on TV, but I've never been to the event itself. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, that's a that's a bucket lister right there. So, yeah, Jared Brooks will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But, again, we bring it up, as we did last hour, that, uh, yeah, your 2020 NASCAR Cup champion will not be Jimmy Johnson. Doesn't make the cut, but Matt DiBenedetto and Cole Custer do. Yeah. And I was going to ask this of you last hour stat. What, what, what was it two, three years ago, two years ago when uh, the, the, what are we calling them now? Gen car, Gen 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever the hell it was. Jimmy, Gen yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Johnson just couldn't make the adjustments to the new car, hence n- not winning races and again, not making the championship run. Well, a lot of, there's a lot of, not a lot, but there's some study that says that after, say, 35, 36, a lot of NASCAR drivers don't have success for whatever reason. Uh, But the one good thing about the guys who made the uh, playoffs this year was that about half the field, a little less than half the field, I think it's seven guys are new and uh, not new to the playoffs, but at least new to the, uh, you know, in, in NASCAR, less than three or four years of racing. I think that's a good thing. It's about time we get some turnover up at the front of the line and we get the new generation coming in and get rid of some of these old guys that uh, are just taking up seats. Yeah, of the new guys who made the playoffs, basically the top 16 vying for the championship, Matt Benedetto, Cole Custer, Austin Dillon, William Byron, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, it is good to see all of those names and not the usual suspects that just continue to take up those seats that need to go to the next generation. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's good. I mean, that it brings in new fans. They bring their fans with them. Uh, they were racing in ARCA and uh, trucks and um, oh Xfinity. So they, they made some fans, and they come along. And even Chase Elliott is fairly new. He's been around for a few years, but he's fairly new. He's not – Yeah, you know, I didn't even add his name in. You're yeah, right. He's not part of the old guys like the Bush brothers and – uh, you know, uh, right. you know all of the guys that are there all the time. Uh, Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin, yeah, Brad Keselowski, right. exactly. Joey Logano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, just run it off. I mean, it's. I think it's funny that this year I don't think Kyle Busch has won yet, and he's a defending champion. So it's good yeah. to see some new names out there. And what's going to happen now, Freak Nation? They're going to run through Darlington, Richmond, and then Bristol, the last race before they knock it down to 12th, and it's Vegas, Talladega, Charlotte, the road course. The Roval, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kansas, Texas, Martinsville, all the way to Phoenix. And I'm hearing that there will be fans allowed in Phoenix for the final. How many? I just don't know. But again, that depends on if COVID-19 doesn't creep its butt back up here in, yeah, in hey, Arizona. Listen, just wear a mask, people. 
Wear a mask so we can have fans at the finale. (laughs) What are masks? I mean, is is that something the president has suggested? Does that come from the White House? Oh, snap. (laughs) Not with his speech last week. You can email both of them. (laughs) StatMC at SpeedFreaks.tv and CrashG at SpeedFreaks.tv. Have at it. Have at it. Jarrett Brooks. Dude's a badass when it comes to off-road racing. Got himself a big win. Last weekend in Wheatland, Missouri. A triple header. Yeah. You don't hear that too often. No. He'll be joining us. And then to end the show, Plastic Cup Boys, a couple of badass comedians, going to make us laugh. But first, let's resume with some affiliates and get into some Crash Cladis pit news and notes. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. That's right, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. We've been hanging out for 20 damn years and get no end in sight, frankly. No COVID going to take us down, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. I don't care what you're driving. A big fat truck, SUV, sports car, a sedan. Put some GTs on that bad boy. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? The Belgian Grand Prix. Yep, completely dominated this weekend from pole by Lewis Hamilton. We've talked a little bit about his inner ear. Could it be that? This dude is just plain amazing. Today was his 89th career victory. He is now just two wins shy of the man, Michael Schumacher's 91 win total. Speaking of number of wins, let's move over to IndyCar where Scott Dixon, the Iceman, he beat Pato Award out of the pits to solidify the first win on the IndyCar doubleheader weekend. And this was Scott Dixon's 50th career win. Speaking of too shy of a legend, how about his 50th win being too shy of Mario Andretti's 52 wins total in the series? Yeah, pretty amazing. For Sunday's race, it was a bit of the same script, but instead of Dixon, it was Joseph Newgarden beating Pato Award out of the pits and onto his second victory on the season. We need to give some serious props to Patricio Award, who got two podiums on the weekend, a third and a second place, and truly could have had either one of those as a win. I'm sure he learned a lot. His first win is not very far away. Also racing at Gateway was the ARCA Series race and the NASCAR Truck Series. St. Louis was, hey, you guys got a lot of racing going on this weekend. On the ARCA side of things, it was just like he did in the year 2019. Ty Gibbs, you heard from him last hour. Gibbs rolled to the win on Saturday night. In the NASCAR trucks, it was Sheldon Creed who snagged his third career win this afternoon, also his second win in the past three weeks. The NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series ended their regular season down in Daytona. Whoa, weird. To end your season, your regular season at least, in Daytona, but also just that we're that far along with things already. Here we are in the playoffs. On the Xfinity side of things, it was Justin Haley who survived a last lap wreck to cruise past Ross Chastain and race leader A.J. Allmendinger on the final lap. Justin Haley taking the win, his second on the series. Then in the Cup Series, it was William Byron who took the win to set himself firmly in the playoffs while his teammate, seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson, yeah, it was on the left on the outside looking in. Bizarre. Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage, just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome with the highest quality, 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. 20 years have been doing this damn thing, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. The website, speedfreaks.tv, and of course, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Jarrett Brooks running on the General Tires, who's been in the Freak Nation several times. Good to get him back in here. Last weekend, a triple header in Wheatland, Missouri, and one of your, all right, your Saturday winner, Jarrett Brooks, joining us here in the Freak Nation, and uh, JB, when you have a, have you ever run an off-road race where there was a triple header? Where you you went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, just all back to back to back. 
Yeah, no, I haven't ran a triple header before. The the triple header was pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> they're trying to squeeze in all the all the races we can because we missed season from a from COVID. So triple header was uh, was extreme. I mean, we just drove. We obviously have to drive from California to Wheeling, which is about a two full days of driving. We get there, um, practice on practice and qualify for for uh, Friday's race. So it's kind of just um, everything they did was advanced. So we'd qual- we'd qualify Thursday for Friday's race, uh, Friday morning qualify for, and then um, Saturday morning qualified, or yeah, Saturday morning qualified for Sunday's race. So it was a lot of time on the track, and then um, especially after prepping the trucks every night. I mean, we don't get done till racing and till around five o'clock. So we're up till midnight, then early morning qualifying the next day. So it was a lot of racing, but um, it, it's just cool that that we're honestly racing this year. And that um, you know, if that's what they have to do to get us to race, run triple headers, then um, you know that's what we'll do. Jared, who or what suffers more when you have these? Double, triple headers in off-road racing. Your body takes a beating, but the truck takes a beating too. Which one gets beaten up the most? <laughs> That's a good question. I would say, um, you know, in the truck, I would say um, I really don't take that much of a beating. I mean, that track we go to in Wheatland is pr- is probably the gnarliest track we have on the circuit. It's um, it's probably about a mile and a half track. Uh, the biggest jumps we do are on that track, so... Um, surprisingly, um, you know, I have the bill signs on my truck and, you know, my back's always pretty good after the race, but just the prep lies on the truck running three days like that. Um, you know, you're putting a lot of abuse on these trucks every time you hit the track. So there's a lot of stuff you got to inspect after the races, but we kind of just come prepared just cause we know we're going into a triple header, but all the spare stuff you have to bring tires and, um, you know, all, all the little stuff that you don't really think, but, um, you know, it's, it's cool, but it's a lot of work. Jarrett Brooks, Pro 2 winner, your Saturday winner, last weekend in Wheatland for the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series, running on those general tires. And Jarrett, what about your body? What about, like, Tuesday or Wednesday? Do you start to feel that three-day weekend? I know you got Bilstein's on there, but look, man, we're all human. But, I mean, do you start to feel it two or three days later? Yeah, you for sure feel it. Um, I feel like my back is been shot out just since um you know i started racing pro light at 14 years old and back in the day man we had we had some rough setups on that thing so um compared to now i can still you know my back still takes the beating but um it's not as bad as you would think i mean when that truck goes fully bottomed out you still have an extra little bit um you got the bilstein bumps bump stops and then you also have um you got you to put into equation that you have your tires squished. So the general tires, we run about 14 pounds of air pressure in those things. So we have a little bit of cushion, but it's um, not much. So what I'm hearing you say is whether it's you have 18-hour days and you're just beating your body up sleep or lack of sleep-wise, or in the trucks, it's your sponsors that are always getting you through those general tires yeah. and Bilstein shocks that keeps you going, baby. Yeah, no doubt. So we've been building a new truck in the off season. So Wheeland was actually the first time we uh, we raced our brand new truck. So um, this this new truck is totally unbelievable. First time, first time on the track, 
with other trucks was at Wheeling. So that, that, that was, um, it was gnarly because we haven't, truck wasn't proven and we went out there with three day weekend, um, which it was fast every time we hit the track first two practices, fastest, qualified fastest. And, uh, we led a lot of laps over the weekend. So that was super rad. Jared Brooks in the freak nation, four time off road champion, defending Crandon champion in pro two. Jared, you got a new truck. Say it's faster. How can the truck get faster if it's in the same class? What'd you learn to build this one differently? Yeah, for sure. So my last year's truck, it's a super fast truck. We came out to the first two rounds of uh, 2020 and swept the weekend, but um, it was built back in 2007. So that's what's pretty crazy oh. is because um, it's an older truck, but obviously we've updated it a little bit and, and just kept progressing speed and stuff. But, um, you know, this year, um, this year coming into 2020, uh, we hired on uh, Tanner Stevens and Nick Tenbrun, which um, I want to do. I want to do everything out of my own shop. So, got all the Bailey industrial tooling, lathe, bandsaw, um, everything we can do to build a truck. So, um, we just built a brand new truck and kind of, kind of went above and beyond on it. I mean, we took seven months to build this thing, but everything we did, we did our custom hubs, um, made the truck super, super low center gravity. Um, we went with actually a shorter, we only run 14 inches of rear suspension on this truck as well compared to my other truck. Hmm. You can run 22 inches. So we did everything a lot smaller. It's almost just like, it's a new updated version of my old other truck, just a lot smaller, more nimble. And, um, to get it faster, like you guys said, uh, that's always something why we built something, but we didn't really know if it was going to be much faster than my other one. But this one, I would say it's just, um, it's more like a go-kart, um, more predictable. But then again, you know, we have, uh, we have around 700 horsepower. So, um, it's hard to get traction. We have super low center gravity like that. And doing what you did at Wheatland was amazing, but now it's Crandon. Now you've got everybody and their brother who's ever been born into off-road racing and then some. This weekend, coming up, Labor Day weekend, is going to be very tough. How do you expect this truck? Obviously, you want it to be as good as it was in Wheatland, if not better, but how do you expect things to come out? Yeah, for sure. Crandon is always the biggest race of the year, and it sounds like a lot of people are coming, um, breaking out their Pro 2s that haven't even raced and five years so that's why we come to Crandon um I always want to race the best competition there is and the amount of hype around Crandon I think on Sunday when we race against Pro 2 versus Pro 4 it's $50,000 to win so uh, compared to everything else why once you come to Crandon the atmosphere is awesome especially with all the COVID coming coming around on uh, on our west coast we have uh, zero fans so it's cool to come out to Crandon and have fans but your question um I'm super confident in, in our, in our new pro two, um, Crandon, Crandon's a tough one. Um, it's a lot of high, it's a big high speed track. So, um, you really need that truck to lean over kind of three wheel, like a, like a dirt late model to get that traction where my new truck, it's a stiffer, it's a stiffer setup and uh, super low to the ground. So, um, but that being said, we're going to have to throw some sway bar at it. Um, uh, try to soften up the shocks, but I for sure think, uh, we will have a fast truck. But then again, this is the only track we have a land rush. It's a motorcycle-style start, so we're at a dead stop. 
you have about 22 trucks dead stop start and one green flag and we all go. So, um, I think it's just down to having good starts. I mean, if you don't have a good start, Grandin, um, it's going to be really tough to get to the front. Jared Brooks is the pro two winner from Wheatland, Missouri, the Lucas oil off-road racing series last weekend, getting ready for what the 51st running at Crandon. A lot of people say Crandon is the Daytona 500 of off-road racing. You agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. This is for sure our Daytona 500. And every year we look forward to it just because this is where the best of the best come. I mean, the bummer part about the off-road racing is there's two, there's two series. There's an East coast series and a West coast series. And Crandon is, um, Crandon's the East coast series, but, um, I would say majority, majority of the West coast guys come. So this is pretty much like a, it's pretty much a shootout for us. And, uh, there's the biggest purses here. So, um, it's in a super small town, middle of Wisconsin, and everyone in this town is super diehard fans about it. Um, you know, we have a full parade, full parade. They shut down the streets and uh, all the trucks come through there on Friday. And it's so rad. I mean, the fans are so into it. And I'm pretty sure the whole town shuts down just, just for this weekend. This is how they make most of their money uh, for the whole year. That's See, that's just amazing. It has to be. It's on our bucket list. It needs to be on every motorhead's bucket list for sure because it's just one of those things. Like once you experience it, it's like you may never see see anything like that again. So tell me, you've been there for a week. You've got another week leading up to this. You've got legendous stories from Crandon's years past. What are you doing now, and how does it compare? I mean, I know it's different. You're a dad now, but compared to some of the party years in your past. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I raised. I raced torque back when uh, I was in 2014, so I was uh, I was 15 years old. Raced uh, race pro light, and it was by far the the most fun I've ever had. Um, you know, being a 15 year old coming back east, and you're a Cali kid, and we did everything. So uh, this is this is this is actually where I won my first championship because this is where the this is mostly where the series ends, but. Um, Man, it's just crazy. Crandon is like undescribable. It's it's almost like its own little world where um, I don't know if it's a law or something, but I, I'm pretty sure if you have a if you have a legal guardian, you can drink around 16 in the bars here. So I've had a lot, I've had a lot of fun here over the years, and um, now I'm 23, so pretty much been back here every, every year since. And it's just rad, man. When you get your family back here, everyone loves it. It's so different than Cali. Um, just trees everywhere. The track is just unreal to watch. It's a two mile track. And, um, you know, it's just crazy. We, we were able to win the, win the pro two cup last year. So just makes us want to come back. Everyone's so into it. So, um, you know, it's just Cranon's Cranon's heaven, honestly. Now was Roxon your good luck charm last year? I mean, if he was clearly, he's never going to miss a Crandon. Yeah, for sure. My little dude rocks and he's, uh, he's about a year and a half now. So, um, that for sure drove me last year. Um, you know, sponsorships and all that stuff are so tight. And then having a kid young, you know, I, I felt like I, I wanted, I had even more drive than I've ever had, um, after, after, uh, me and Aspen had them. So it was, it's, I think that's the coolest part. I mean, they're not with me right now, but they'll be here on Wednesday and it's crazy. Um, Having a little dude at the track running around, just going nuts everywhere. It, it makes 
it makes coming to the races that much more special. I mean, I, uh, he, he runs around the pits, comes up to the racetrack and starts trying to jump up on the racetrack, just wants to get in the seat and start shifting the thing. That's all he wants to do. And you try to pull him out of it and he starts crying. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> it's so rad. Oh, you know what you're in for. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be in for a lot when, uh, he hits around four or five. <laughs> so long to my race and we'll be racing just for him now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, man, you've been coming to the Freak Nature for a while, dude. As always, it's greatness when you're rolling here. Good luck coming up in Crandon, partner. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you guys, have, you guys having me on. And uh, for sure, you guys need to come to Crandon just one time mm-hmm. just to yes. experience the hype. Yes, I'm we with have you. to. Oh. Jared, well, go kick some ass on those gentle tires uh, next weekend, all right? Thank you guys very much. I appreciate the call. And have a good rest of the Sunday. Years ago, I heard of a Scandinavian medical study that looked at the inner ear balance in world-class rally drivers. The study said the best usually had more inner ear fila that allowed them to feel balance in the car that much quicker than a mere mortal. That split-second advantage allowed them to drive faster on bad roads, the matrix to rally success. I've looked around on Google looking for some kind of confirmation with no success, but the idea does make sense. I bring this up in conjunction with the Netflix interview involving David Letterman and Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton, who won again Sunday in Belgium. Someone in the audience muffled a sneeze, and Hamilton dutifully offered a bless you without missing a beat in the conversation with Letterman. While the audience laughed, Hamilton apologized with a smile. I have great hearing. Could also be his inner ear. He's favored for a seventh world championship this year. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Do what smart folks do. Roll with Lucas Oil. The interior of your car, they got something to make that thing look all fat and happy. Need a little bit of horsepower there with that engine? Lose some horsepower? They got all kinds of products to keep your ride on the road and keep it fat and happy. If you're out in the desert where it's 110 degrees in the shade, and your tires might be six months old, they look six years old, Lucas Oil Tire and Trim Shine. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. It's lucasoil.com. Thank you, Richie, for reminding me to again mention that this past week was the 30th anniversary of Stevie Ray Vaughan's death. 30 years ago, Statman, Stevie Ray Vaughan perished in a helicopter at the young old age of 35 years old. 35, Broham. Yeah, there's a. You would think that celebrities would stay out of helicopters. There's, there's so much problem with them. I remember though, uh, I was riding in a sports car on uh, Sunset Boulevard with a buddy of mine. About two in the morning, we were just coming from a club, and he's the one who introduced me to Stevie Ray. And like two weeks later, he was gone. Uh, you know, it was really, uh, it was really wild. I looked up at. I read the story on the wire, and I asked Alan, I said, what, 
is that the same guy? And he, he said, yeah. It's like, wow, I just met him just in time, you know? Wow. 30 years ago, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, how many people could say they got a ticket with Stevie Ray Vaughan? All right, Kenny, tell the story. Okay, I'll tell the story. <laughs> who, 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 uh, got, fr- who got the ticket, Kenny? <laughs> I got the ticket there, Stat. I was driving Stevie Ray Vaughan to his gig at the State Fair Bandshell at the ripe old age of 23 years old. And, of course, I was a little excited to take Stevie Ray Vaughan to his sound check in the Q102 van. Rock station I was working with at the time started speeding through the State Fair of Texas grounds and <laughs> got pulled over. Stevie Ray Vaughn says, uh, hey, man, do you mind if me and my old lady can walk to the gig <laughs> while you get your ticket? <laughs> sure. I was still in hog heaven. <laughs> he left you there take the people. Yeah. <laughs> You were speeding through there in order to get him to his gig on time, yeah. but the cop had no sympathy. Uh-uh. Uh. Caught in the crossfire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, a, a definite low light, low light highlight of my life and career was at Stevie Ray Vaughan's funeral definitely the low light i'm standing back behind the casket and to my left there's zz top jeff healy uh all these other rock and rollers jackson brown but they all say i I think to close the ceremony bonnie ray jackson brown they kicked off amazing grace oh and then they kind of stepped back, and the waves parted, and up stepped Stevie Wonder, and just oh. melted the place. Wow. Melted it. Whoa. Yeah. Did they record Whoa. that? Sometimes they'll record that stuff as a tribute. Did they record that concert? Hey, well, they're just standing at a dais there at the, at the right in front of the coffin at the ceremony. And there is a, it's either behind the music or uh, a life, the life of Stevie Ray Vaughan, where you can see some of that video of of uh, those three singing "Amazing." Okay, Grace. so there is a recording of sorts that is out. Yeah, there. it's it's was recorded on you know probably an ambient mic of a news station yeah, or right, something. Okay. Hmm. You know. Wow. But yeah, I was. Uh, it was one of those those moments where you were. If you weren't present, then you were, you weren't there. But standing there, and I, I'm looking over at, at Martha, Stevie's mother. His dad had already passed, I believe. But then there was Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee Vaughn, another great guitar player from the Fabulous Thunderbirds, sitting there just looking at the casket. I'm going, man, he's looking at his brother in the casket at 35 years old. Thinking, ah, that was my brother's age uh, at the time. So it did just. Phew, 30 years ago, man. Who the hell would have thought? <laughs> God. So you were uh, already a DJ at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I it, This is 90. Yeah. Wow. This is 90 when it went down. You're like an yeah, ARCA I, driver. I, you were the ARCA DJs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was standing in the doorway of our conference 
room at Q102 in Dallas. And Redbeard, our afternoon jock at the time, just a huge disc jockey, uh, walking down the hallway and he's shaking his head. He says, Kenny, we lost him. We lost him. And I remember that that night we were just waiting for the news. Same thing that happened to me, gosh, 14 years earlier, waiting to hear who survived the Skinner crash. Oh. Yeah. Bam. Freak Nation, we need some laughs, don't we? Please. The Plastic Cup Boys, the opener and very good friends of Kevin Hart, comedian Kevin Hart, will be here on the Freak Nation next. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Coxville blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod scrod and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Could you whisper in my ear the things you want to feel? I'll give you anything to feel it coming. Do you wake up on your own? I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now. You a man, Mom jeans for dudes. Dick Poop. We suck again. Dick Poop. <laughs> Robert Sarver was the CEO of a company called Mountain Bat. Hey! Tiger Woods. I don't know. Who, I know who that is. It's, uh, it's Tiger. Hey, guy, come on. <laughs> 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 Igor Kokoschkov. Oh, my, my Igor Kokoschkov has one of the best German dubstep albums from the late 80s I've ever heard. I ask God. Here comes the butt. Listen to me. Listen. A white girl with a big booty. Oh, my God. Of the King's Barry clan. Of course we know Cliff. Yeah. They meet the mayonnaise, right? Out of the goat's milk. God, we're freaking funny. <laughs> it's so freaking, freaking funny. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, <laughs> I am a freak and proud to be so. Let's go. <laughs> Naeem, Spank, Plastic Cup Boys joining us here in the Freak Nation. You've seen him open up for Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, and I'm not advocating weed. Right. Well, maybe I am. I'm just, yeah. uh, it, but it's, it's out. It's, it's by the time I crap the bed, mm-hmm. which hopefully is going to be a couple of decades, uh, weed will be, um, THC, all that stuff will right. be legal, legal nationwide. Okay? Yes. It, it's going to happen. Yes. But before we get into that, I just heard, because you guys also have a show on Sirius. Right. Yes. Sirius XM, and we're at Radio Row every year, except for Minnesota. For the Super Bowl. Sorry, you got, yeah, thank you, Crasher. <laughs> well, there's Radio Row for the Final Four, there's Radio Damn. Row for the Indy 500. There's, okay. And I just got wind from Spank that you pissed off another one of, one of the teams that I can't stand, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, doing your show on Radio Row this past Super Bowl. Yep. What the hell happens between well, you and the great? Well, I was a big fan of uh, the 49ers when I was growing up. He were there once. Yeah, once. Because now, you know, I'm an Eagles fan now. Because as I got older, I realized mm. it's all about the hometown. Got it. So <clears throat> we, uh, I saw that we was interviewing Jerry Rice. I said, oh, man, it's my favorite player of the whole world. Come on. I got to talk to him. So, you know, I was just all asking great questions at first. But then I started thinking. I said, oh, man, I remember he made me upset when he did that chicken commercial with the Popeyes. <laughs> He had the chicken rolling around on, on his face mask, and it kind of it just hit me from out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from. I just it just hit my mind. I said, Why did you do that commercial with the chicken? And he just blew it. No, you said you said yeah, but what was up with that chicken mask? <laughs> oh, no. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere. He said, this is what Jerry, I wish, I wish they had a camera here. So I he stood up and said, you eat chicken? You like chicken? Oh, no. <laughs> you could tell that uh, he, people would have been bothering him about it for a long time. Yeah. Like, it was it was bothering him, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, he set black people back 30 years yeah. with that chicken face mask. He broke down his stats to me. I'm all-time t- touchdowns, all-time. I said, okay, brother. 
we saw we saw a lot of celebrities, and you saw too, I'm sure, in in, um, in Atlanta. I've never seen more people around one guy, an athlete. There were 12 people around him, mm. or 15 around, people around. around. Rice? Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody else was just rolling through all the chairs, doing stuff. Evander Holyfield had one guy with him. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice rolls through with the whole contingent. It was crazy. Mm. We interviewed Robert Kraft too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was before the uh, the, the, the hooker situation. <laughs> Did you ask him about his chickens? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish it was around the time with the uh, the hook like that already happened. I would ask. Oh him. yeah, we definitely would ask. That's right, because that came out what two weeks out or three weeks after the Super Bowl was, Orchids yeah, of Asia Day spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about it was about that time after. But uh, Robert Kraft was actually funny and cool. Yeah, he was. He's short. His head is humongous. <laughs> 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 like Barney Rubble. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> cool dude, big head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally. I told him, I told him I don't mess with crab. I like Tillamook. <laughs> Jesus. He said that cheese has holes in it. That's what he said. <laughs> Too bad his head didn't, because that's a big ass head, huh? Listen, when you see, when you see Robert Kraft, you're gonna remember. You're gonna remember this. You yeah. remember when me saying his head is huge. It's huge. Because <laughs> he ain't a big dude. Nah. nah, he's short. He's short, man. So he should. So if the size of his head, he should be about six five. You think? No, there, there's no height. <laughs> <laughs> there's no height that goes with that. <laughs> Seven feet don't even help it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Super Bowl is fun. You'll, you'll yeah. start going a lot and just oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, time. I hope we do that every year. Yeah, I hope we do. I hope we do too. That was dope. Well, Sirius XM always has a big setup there, so right. yeah. I think. I'm Where's Super Bowl to... next year? Yeah. Oh, mm, New Orleans, Miami. Where is it? Miami. 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 Oh, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know we gone. Yeah, we definitely gone. <laughs> so, I am you. Uh, you don't smoke the the ganj. No, nah, I don't smoke anything. Right. No, Do you drink? I'm a drinker. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your go to? Uh, I prefer um, vodka. I, I like uh, kettle kettle or Ciroc and uh, Red Bull. Bam. And then I like margaritas, too. I'm a big margarita fan. You know, we have Van Lathan on the show every Tuesday. Tuesday. Van okay. Lathan with TMZ, yeah, TMZ yeah. Sports. Mm-hmm. You remember his confrontation with Kanye? Kanye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His ass blew up after that. We introduced him. I didn't understand. Again, I, now I understand the, the popularity of Hennessy with blacks. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand you could mix Hennessy with Sprite. Did you know that? No. Nah. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. He loves I'll it. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, somebody introduced me recently to a Hennessy margarita. What? It was actually good. Hennarita? A Hennessy margarita. Nice. What? Yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? But <laughs> no, it, uh, but you no. liked it. It was good. Frozen or rocks? On rocks. Wow. Dang. If you could give up drinking, would you Would you pull up a spliff? Spliff? What do you call it? What do the kids call it now? Yeah, spliff? Spliff. <laughs> Nobody calls it a spliff. <laughs> what the hell do you call it, man? It's not 1976. Whenever we talk about this, he always says spliff. Reefers? Yeah, and I said over and over again, spliff is oh marijuana, right. yeah. weed, and tobacco rolled in one. Oh, spliff. Spliff is? Okay. oh, that's what a spliff is. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't know this. Well, what's, <laughs> a, what's, a, what's a turbo? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Was it a Disney movie? I, I don't know. A bad <laughs> Disney movie. Nah, they said they mixed that with a little cocaine. You want to stay oh, away from that? Oh, hey, oh, it's a family show. Holy smokes. Yeah, we went there, man. We went there. And again, kids, we're not advocating this. We're not. not. At all. Trust me. No. But it's I out would there. Never, if, I, if I gave up drinking, I would never smoke. I hate when people smoke around me. Well, what about gummies? Uh, edibles? Yeah. 
I had an edible one time. I was high for 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a, I ate a brownie. And I've seen the movies where they say, oh, you ate too much. So I knew that going in. <laughs> the brownie wasn't even that big. I ate a quarter of the brownie. I was high for 30. I, I threw up the next morning. I was... Mm. It was one of the worst experiences ever. And I didn't know when it was going to end. You know, if you drink, you know, you wake right. up, you're going to be over it. You right. know, mm-hmm. you know how long it takes to get over being Yeah, drunk. them edibles, it's like you just get another level. Then it's hit, you be like, all right, I'm good. Now, no, I'll hit you another level. It's like, hey, hold on now. I'm not eating no more. That's yeah. it. Stop getting high. And the difference between being high and drunk is you understand everything that's going on. Well, that's how it was for me. Like, when you're drunk, you forget some stuff. You're like, <laughs> I said that. You know, with being high, the whole time. I knew exactly what was Were going on. Were you paranoid? It was like, I don't know if I would call it paranoia. It was kind of like, it was, I was going through this, this thing and my, and my mind was like, my brain was like, just go for the ride. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just take the ride. I'm like, no. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. Mm. Who do you think is the greatest linebacker of all time? LT. LT. Lawrence Teller. Who's the second greatest linebacker of all time? <sighs> do we give it to the guy that just retired? Ray, well, not just retired. Ray Lewis? Or do you give it to Yeah, L- I say Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis? Yeah. We all agree. Fantastic on the field, right? Mm-hmm. I got to do it. Uh-oh. Got to do it. <laughs> he's going white. Uh, no, I'm going white. Oh, no, 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 no. Now it's time for another bastardization of the English language from 13-time Pro Bowl linebacker Ray Lewis in the segment we call What the f*** does Ray say? You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 3, the th- the three of <laughs> verse 20. <laughs> You're in for a treat. What did you say? What did you say? He was. I think he was trying to quote a Bible verse or something. <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah. Right? Actually, that, wait a minute. Actually, I think I take Ray Lewis over LT. You take Ray Lewis over LT? Yep. Ah, mm. uh, because LT was. I mean, he was. He was a sacker. He yeah. got a lot of sacks, but right. Ray Lewis did everything. He did everything. Okay, here you go. Here's another. You ready? Here we go. John McGill. <laughs> Tell him again. <laughs> no. Spank. John McGill. Tell him I'm good. <laughs> Those are all the rational answers. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just CTE, man. Yeah, okay, here we go. Ready? Here's, here's the full one. John McGill, Johnny Manziel has no other niche. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of Johnny Manziel, he said Johnny McGill. Johnny McGill. Are <laughs> uh, you ready? Ready, nine? The way they can cradle, the, the really cradle the quarterback. All right, that was an easy one. Cradle the quarterback? Yeah. That was what an easy does that one. mean? Yeah. But he said cradle it for you. Yeah, that was that was a that was a nice one. That was that, that was a gimme, right? Oh, okay. this is hilarious. Okay, here we go. You just say Sega, Sega. What the hell is that? Sega. <laughs> the video game. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Good job. He was so fat, right? And I used to squeeze his thumb. I remember the commercial to say Sega, Sega. Yeah. So I used to squeeze his fat thumb to make his stomach say Sega. Right. <laughs> so, so I used to make his behind pick up. You got that one. You guys are doing much better than our listeners. Okay. Yeah, but this used to be a game show sort of themed thing mm-hmm. after his appearances on Monday Night Football, so Tuesday for winning tickets. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guess what Ray says. This oh, is funny. Wow. You ready? Here we go. You know what he says here, but this is one of the greatest. We'll just use this in any interview. It was the wrong time for the wrong uh, it was the wrong time at the wrong, you know, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like George Bush. Exactly. Fool me once. Yeah, what to say? You can't get fooled again. Now you, you guys have siblings. I have one. Do you have any children? Yes, I have one. Okay, but, so you know your sisters' names and your brothers' names and your mm-hmm. children's names. All right, here we go. My twin sisters, Keisha and Lakeisha. <laughs> twin sisters, Keisha and Lakeisha. <laughs> and advice we give to young people. My mother once told me, she said, win the race. She said, run your race, Ray. There you go. Finally got run it out. The- just win the race. No, run the damn race and win it. <laughs> uh, want- Where's the uh, the loofah? Now listen, everything is new for Navarro right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one? Come on, Spank. What is that one? Uh, Play it again. Play it again. Wait, one more time. One more time. Now listen, everything is new for Navarro right now. It's- everything is loose from the ball? That Name? don't make no sense. <laughs> I'm lost on that one. Now listen, everything is new for Navarro right now. It's- New for Navarro right now. Here we go. Here's the full. He insists that no team is depleted that still has Navarro Bowman. They are in the middle of the defense. And Ray, I know you spend a lot of time talking to him, mentoring him. I mean, what kind of things has he said as he's getting ready to start the season? Listen, everything is new for Navarro right now. It's a whole new thing. I was just talking to Tommy about this. He doesn't sound that bad. No, once you hear it in context. All right, one more, and you guys get the hell out of here and go back to snoozies. Whatever you call it. Uh, here we go. You don't want to get dragged around yeah. for another brother's Let's body. get out of here after this axe, man, but... What? What? Wait, Let's get out of here after this axe, man, but... After what axe, man? <laughs> Let's Do get I have a out of here after I... this axe, man. <laughs> yeah, that one I don't remember, yeah. Spank, let's check in with you guys one more time. It was the wrong time for the wrong. Uh, it was the wrong time at the wrong, you know, wrong time. <laughs> oh, man. The Plastic Cup Boys brought there to you by go. Hefty. Hey. Much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Well, stat man, it's it's kind of backs up the conversations that you and I have daily. <laughs> okay. Poop transplant cures man's drunkenness disease. Wait a minute. Okay, well, curing the, drunkenness I thought the thing. Ray Lewis thing was over. How <laughs> 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 do you have a poop transplant? Well, Bill, uh, Bill, uh, Statman and I talk uh, frequently about uh, drunkenness disease. (laughs) And apparently feces to go along with it. Uh, So follow me here. A 47-year-old man had gut fermentation syndrome, also known as auto-brewery syndrome. That leaves one feeling drunk, even though he didn't drink any alcohol. Oh, so he... Okay, no alcohol is involved here. This is just a a feeling. Oh, yikes. Okay. (laughs) The rare condition involves excessive fungal growth in the gut, which feeds on carbohydrates and then fuels ethanol production, often linked to an excessive amount of yeast in the gut. So his body makes its own booze. Its own shine. (laughs) 
and it can power an IndyCar. Yeah. Like ethanol. Right. The, the intoxication was so chronic that the man even lost his driving license after a random police check. <gasps> oh, wow. Clinicians tried to put the dude on a low-carb diet and a course of antifungals, but signs of intoxication persisted. Clinicians then looked to fecal microbiota, microbiota transplantation. In other words, a poop transplant. Where the hell did this thing come from? Oh, it's from foxnews.com. <laughs> Uh-oh, phone news, phone news. Uh, bacteria in the feces was transferred into the patient's small intestines. The transplant came from the man's 22-year-old daughter, and his symptoms were resolved. All right, I'm going to Snopes right now. Can you really have a fecal transplant? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you can't have that. I've heard of that. Mm-mm. Wow. There it is. That's how we end the show. Hey, good news, though. University of Arizona is using wastewater treatments mm-hmm. to determine COVID-19 outbreaks, and it's working. Look it up online. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. We'll see ya. Motorsports Radio, redefined.